0: You just have to learn you are the best person to bet on. If you aren't practicing pushing the boundaries and getting uncomfortable, then you will never you'll stay in your bubble for the rest of your life. It's the same thing with building a brand. It's just anything that's worth building will take time.
1: Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. For today's episode, we have Reed Gussens, the host of Investing in the US podcast. He invites other distinguished real estate investors and entrepreneurs to speak with him about the success and help guide other investors who want to invest in the US successfully. In this episode, Reed will be sharing the importance of digital assets and how you can use evergreen content to produce more content for your branding. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time For seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income. And for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money. So that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Today, I am really pleased to be joined with a special guest, Reed Goosens. Welcome, Reid. G'day mate, thanks for having me. All right, I love it when we start <laughs> off as a mate. That is the best way to start a conversation.
0: Isn't it? It's a, what, it's a Thursday, day before the weekend? So I'm pumped. <laughs> Fantastic,
1: yeah. So welcome, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you've been in Los Angeles and United States since 2012 and then yep. Los Angeles for a few years and you like to go surfing and- Yes. How did you get to the United States from Australia?
0: Oh mate, look, it's it's a great story. I'm not gonna try and bore you with it, but essentially I came here for love, right? I spent, my background's in structural engineering and I graduated in 07. And after 07, I went straight to, in 2008, I went straight to London and, and worked on the 2012 Olympic Games as a structural engineer, but in 2008, And then in 2009, I went backpacking around Europe. And that's when on the beaches of Spain, I met my then girlfriend, now wife, American girlfriend, that is, my beautiful wife, Erica. And fast forward a couple of years, uh, she actually came out to Australia and did her master's degree in 2010, 2011 in marine science. And then during 2011, 2010, I picked up the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. And and that's really the start of the, okay, I can't sit in this cubicle for the rest of my life, you know, speech (laughs) and feeling like that sort of star athlete. So I've sort of chucked a few stories in there, but really it was... Meeting her, coming, traveling the world, being sort of back in Australia, back in my day job and going, geez, I've got more to give. And so come into 2011, she finishes her degree in Australia and and we wanted to be together. And I said, well, look, I really want to move to New York. It's been a bit of a dream of mine to live as an expat. So I said, screw it. Quit my well-paying day job and moved to New York. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't know anyone besides Eric. She's not even from New York, so she still didn't know anyone either. And it's a fresh relationship in New York City, the Big Apple. So we we gave it a crack. And and as I said, I already had the investing bug at that point. So it took me, I think, less than six months to buy my first little triplex in upstate New York. And for those people listening, you know, in Australia, you couldn't buy a $38,000 property. And And sort of these, you know, your primary markets, you got your secondary markets, and I was just blown away at how cheap some properties were in some parts of the country. And I was just like, wow, you can buy a triplex for 38,000 bucks. And it was really a fresh faced Aussie coming to the world and realizing that I was investing in the ghetto. But that's, hey, you know, you got to get started, right? you got to do deal number one before you get to deal number 10. So so yeah, that's really the the coming to America story.
1: Do you still own that triplex
0: today? No, I do not. It was, you know, by the time I bought that property, I'd been self-educating for a couple of years now. I'd been doing some seminars in Australia, going to sort of real estate events in Aussie. But when I came to New York City, just the plethora the, the widespread different organizations. I'm not just talking about the investment organization, the different meetups that are available at your fingertips. And I was just like, you couldn't even find that. And you have to pay a guru in Australia a lot of money, to get that sort of education. And these were readily available once a month, you know, and And again, being the big apple, it was like taking information out of a fire hose. So I sort of had to spend the first couple of months getting my head wrapped around the investing lingo here and obviously then finding a market that I could invest in because the other thing that I didn't mention being fresh off the boat, I had no idea what a credit score was. I had no idea what you know how to get money. No one was going to lend to me. I'm a fresh-faced Aussie with no banking credit here or history uh, in the United States. So I actually bought sure. that first property all cash. Yeah. Okay. So. so
1: you saved up or you already had saved up 38000 and you were able to buy a cash?
0: Yeah, I saved up 38000 bucks, And I still remember jumping on the Greyhound. And the reason I chose Syracuse, New York was because it was affordable, one. But I could get on a yeah. four-hour Greyhound bus from New York City, You know, get on a 7 a.m. Greyhound bus, get up there on Saturday, see a few deals, get back on the bus and be be back in the city for a couple of drinks with the lads around six or seven o'clock. So it was a bit of a chore, but it got me going, right? You don't get anywhere in life without giving it a crack. And for me, Dan, like sitting here talking to you, looking back on the journey, I had no, no expectations that I would come to the United States and grow a portfolio. And we can talk about that in a little bit. I just came here to be an expat, you know, and just to give it a go. You know, the thing about me is I have this fear of regret. And I would hate to wake up when I'm 70 years of age going, God, I wish I'd moved to the United States back in 2012. Because honestly, even if I'd failed at it and I didn't get a job or I didn't start investing or whatever. I would have just moved back to Australia and continued my, my life. Took my shot and it all's good, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, my whole shtick is that you've got to be able to back yourself You take a bet on yourself. And I think that's, you know, regardless of what business you're in, whether it's real estate agents or, or investing, you just have to learn you are the best person to bet on. Don't bet on your brother or your sister or someone else. You are the person and you've got to go out and get educated and all that sort of good stuff. But there comes a point where you've got to take that leap of faith. And if you aren't practicing pushing the boundaries and getting uncomfortable, then you'll never, you'll stay in your bubble for the rest of your life and
1: you won't go to achieve some incredible stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome advice, Reed. So, bet on yourself. So, move forward to your portfolio that you have today and the steps that you went through that. But I'm really interested on that first one because mm-hmm. that's where you know many people they may be doing their first one today. Sure. And so, all right, thirty-eight thousand. That's a lot of money, yet it's within reach. You know, you can you can put that together. And yep. how did you find the property? And then what was your return on the investment? Do you recall? Yeah. So
0: again, for me, you got to put it in context. Like so the, the thing that I was blown away about, what I spoke about earlier about the different meetup groups, I went to the Real Estate Investment Association, the, the REAs, you probably have heard of them. They're around every major city in the United States. An incredible organization that, again, coming as an outsider to see that at the fingertips, it's just, you know, I'm surrounded by 30 or 40 other blokes or girls who, who are all investing, like they all want to be like me and we meet brokers and in real estate agents. It was great. And so for me it was i started going to those events and get, i went on little bus tours to baltimore you know some more affordable markets where i could ma- make my money work because i wasn't able to afford new york um, and then i found syracuse and again it was a university town i spent uh, probably three or four months going up there probably every other weekend on the greyhound bus again and just meeting brokers cold calling they would pick me up from the greyhound bus station and they'll take me for a little cruise around and show me a couple of little properties and Over a period of, again, three or four months and a couple of visits, you got to understand where growth was happening in the city. You know, I was riding, you know, shotgun with these brokers, you know, and these are just small time folks who are trying to sell some small properties, but they were very wise in terms of they'd grown up in Syracuse. And so they were able to give me a lot of information on on the city. Ultimately, I was still hamstrung by the fact I only had 38,000 bucks and I couldn't go borrow more. So I was only really defined to cheap Section 8 housing. And it was a lesson, to say the least, Dan, that first property. So what did you learn? Had to drive-by shooting in the first <laughs> six months. <laughs> but, you know, on paper, these things look great. And looking back on it, money, it
1: the paper doesn't tell you about the drive-by potential? Uh,
0: no, my friend, it doesn't. And, and you know, looking at it, oh, wow, this thing's a 13 cap or a 14 cap. Like, it's going to be crazy good cash flow. Well, also, the cap rate is a reflection of the risk, right? That's a completely a new version of a cap rate, right? It'd be like, (laughs) cap your... And so, but hey, like, I vividly remember sitting on the train in New York, in the subway, going to work, going to my engineering job, and just nosing a book and, you know, making sure that I could get on that treadmill and get that first deal done. And again, it was my money. It wasn't anyone else's money. I was willing to risk it to get that first deal done to learn. And looking back on it, there's so many lessons learned on that sort of stuff and those sort of smaller investments but you know it paved the way to or it started paving the way to where i am today so what was next it.
1: after the mistake what happened next well the, the
0: capping or the drive-by shooting it actually didn't happen straight away the first six months was great it actually was performing yeah. very similar to the paper and what i had done in that, in that six months of time i was able to go to a local bank it was called first niagara bank i don't think they're around anymore and i was able to develop a relationship with the local bank manager and depositing rental checks and again remembering i'm trying to build the credit i'm trying to build the trust to, to eventually Pull some money out of that first deal to buy deal number two, and that's what I did. I bought a second duplex for forty five thousand bucks. That was in Syracuse, okay. and that was an All ATM. Right. It was printing money. Twelve hundred bucks it was six hundred dollars upstairs and downstairs. Was Wait, like, forty what? Forty eight. Twelve hundred bucks, six hundred dollars upstairs, six hundred dollars What did you buy it for? Uh, forty five thousand um, oh, dollars. Wow. And so you know, like this was immigrants, and they were paying money on time. It was fantastic. It showed me that you could do this at scale. The problem for me was that I was working full-time, right? I only had a limited amount of savings and I only had a limited amount of lending ability until I really was going to come to the end of my tether. And so at the same time, I then started looking at trying to do, you know, trying to let's get some cash, bigger chunks of money through flipping. And I started looking at doing flips in Philadelphia whilst working full-time. And ultimately, you the question you asked before is do I still have these properties? No, I don't because I had to ultimately shifted the business and my focus of the business to multifamily syndication in the commercial side. I end up liquidating those assets to give me some money to build the business. But yeah, I had three or four little deals done before I started getting involved in syndication. So, so yeah. Okay,
1: so at this point, maybe three or four triplex duplexes yep. and then you sold them and then got into syndication. Is that the next step?
0: Yeah, so the next step really was pivotal moments in your life and you always got to remember them. One was picking up Rich Dad Porter. The second one was having a beer with my mate from Canada. He came down to New York City and I'm boasting to him over the, oh man, I've got these three or four little properties in upstate New York, and I'm crushing it, you know, blah blah blah. But I'm still working full time, and I knew that I, you know, I was coming to the end of my tether in terms of what I could land and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. but I wasn't financially free; I, I was still working full time. And and he goes to me, you know, well done, Reed. and you know, good on you. He's like, I just closed on a seventy-unit deal, and I said seven, zero, 70. And he said, yeah, 70. I said, how the hell did you do that? You know, like this, again, a conversation that blows your mind. And you're like, what? You know, he went on to tell me that, you know, he he got a mentor. He was able to use that mentor to show him how to do seller carryback financing onto this property. And he was able to raise a little bit of money from his friends and family, about a half a million bucks to go and put it as a down payment. So just as simple as that is, comes rolls off the tongue. It was obviously a lot of process in there, but the, the key there was a mentor. And I had known up until this point, I've been going back to those RIA seminars and being preached 30, 40, $50,000 mentorship programs. And i can like, nah, look, I'm good, I'm good. And I wanted to go learn myself and make my own mistakes. But I knew at that point I was coming again back to the end of the tether, end of my rope, that I needed someone around me to take me to that next level, right? And from that conversation,
1: I said, okay, I'm gonna go out and get a mentor. That's what I did, so, so yeah. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book Real Estate Evolution, and you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. and I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage.
0: you find your mentor? I'm very frugal with my money, <laughs> and so in the beginning, I found someone who had only done one major multifamily deal. He was a little bit older than me, um, probably three or four years older than me. Um, But he was also affordable. And that's all I, you know, the whole mindset of saying, I'm going to, and and part of, I actually sold my first property with with the shooting. I sold that in order to give myself a little bit of cash to pay mentors and stuff. But he was two and a half grand at the time. It wasn't a massive amount of experience. But what it did was, Dan, it was me physically handing over a check going, I'm investing in myself. And that was the most
1: important thing. So Reed, so two and a half grand and then what did that get? How long did he help you? Oh, he he helped me for over 12 months. Two and a half grand for 12 months of mentorship, basically? Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, he's not that today. Trust me, he's a lot more expensive. But but the whole idea of it was, Dan, is that again, go back to betting on yourself. I was giving myself permission to go and spend this money on myself because I knew that I was taking the bet on myself again. That I'd already moved across the halfway across the world. I got a job, started investing. Like things were already going way better than what I expected. You've come this far. Let's not stop now.
1: (laughs) So rich dad, poor dad, couple triplexes, couple duplexes, mentor, sell the properties. What's next?
0: Next is the brand building. And I think part of what a lot of people, and again, I'm a structural engineer. So coming into this, that my mentor helped me give me some ideas about starting a podcast. And the podcast really, I was going through this process of learning about these incredible investments uh, here in America, cheap investments. This is 2013, early 2014, learning about credit scores, LLCs, all this stuff that I thought, hey. Other international folks are going to want to know this because I'm going through it, right? So yeah. I said, well, there's no one out there in the podcasting world talking about it to the international folk. And so at the beginning, I niched. I niched till it hurts. And when I opened my mouth, I had this weird accent. So I called it Investing in the US and Aussie's Guide to US Real Estate. And I started pressing play. And the first 20 episodes were about you know my journey and all that sort of stuff. And four and a half years later, we're still recording. It's completely pivoted and changed over. The- it's still called Investing in the US. But again, I had no, I'm black and white brain. I'm a math guy. I'm a civil engineer. I had no idea about how to go out and be creative, about going and building yeah. a brand. It was just like, again, I feel awkward putting this podcast out me speaking on a microphone, but someone's going to want to listen. Someone's going to find it valuable. And that's probably the message to your folks. As brokers, as agents, how can you be helpful to the other people in your community? How can you be the thought leader or the key person of influence when they think of real estate? And that's the power of the personal brand sharing that story, sharing those vulnerabilities, sharing my journey, and a lot of people resonated. with it. And are you
1: the brand? or I'm the brand.
0: You- I'm the brand. Like I read Goosens and the brand. People invest in me first and foremost. The deal is secondary. Yeah. Similar to if you're going to get a listing or if you're going to get someone to a listing. They want to hear your story a little bit. They want to know that, okay, you've got something, you've got an edge. What's your edge? What, what's something interesting that they resonate with that, hey, that's a cool thing you do. I, I like you. Yeah, you're going to get my listing. You know what I mean? Like how do you be different? Because they're saying, I can't remember who said it, being different is better than being better. And my shtick was being different. Now, I don't need to be the next Tony Robbins or the next Tim Ferriss, but and neither does anyone who wants to create a successful business. You just have a following of maybe four or 500 people, and that's all it needs to be. And you can create an audience for yourself. And through that- and You audience, would say
1: that four to 500 would be your niche audience.
0: Niche audience, niche base. They just love everything you do. Everything that you put out, they just want to pick it up and they want to consume it. And then from there, they're telling other people and other folks, and it just gets this snowball effect. But again, it comes back to your story and it comes back to your why and and what makes you different. What's your why? (laughs) I'll bring some other stuff in here. For the longest period of time, Dan, my why was to become my own boss, my financial freedom. I've achieved that now. But don't forget the fact that up until 2017, when I was able to quit the corporate job and all throughout that, I was doing deals on the side, building the podcast, all that sort of stuff, because I had to have a green card before I could go full time. You know what I mean? So And so for up until then, the North Star was financial freedom, being your own boss, um, taking control of your time. that's probably the biggest way is that my time is my most valuable asset, back to what Rich Dad, Poor Dad says, that you need to control it and you need to be able to earn money while you sleep and that's what enticed me. The vehicle of real estate just happens to be that one vehicle. I could've chose stocks, I could've chose investing in businesses. You can choose anything. For me, real estate resonated, so thus I became a real estate investor.
1: So let's go back to branding. You're talking about branding, you're talking about niche and being different. Yep. And so real estate agents are, what I found is that they're either gonna be a salesperson or a business owner. Yep. Right. And so the both are fantastic. But what I also found is the business owner real estate agent typically, is gonna be more geared towards branding and that mm-hmm. type of thing. And then the yep. salesperson is gonna be more geared towards the relationships. Yes. So how do you sort of, you know, combine those two or do you or what would you recommend for a real estate agent that's interested in that business owner mentality, you know, besides niching, you know, like say I don't have a cool accent from Australia and call everyone blokes and, you know, tethered for the rope, you know. Say I don't have that
0: ability. What advice would you give? We all have a story. Everyone is standing on a mountain of value. You have to understand what that value is. And I can't answer it for you. I don't know what your value is. And you need to dig deep and understand what the why is that you're doing this for. Why do you want to be a business owner? Why do you want to take control of your life? Is it because of your family? Is it because of you've had hardships coming up with money? For me personally, I recently had a death in my family back in 2017 when I wasn't financially free or my own boss. And I kick myself today that I, I wish I was there what I am today. You know what I mean? And so there's so many things that can lead you to your why and to your determination. You have to unpack that and then that can create your story and that can create your value. And through that, you can then go share it with other people and create your brand around it because, again, Everyone's going to be unique. Everyone's going to be different. What is your difference?
1: You already know, 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know, it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution, The 10-Step Guide to CPI consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks. All right. So that's what you're communicating. And then what's the methodology to communicate besides the podcast? Yeah. So that's a very good question. You can do blogs, you can have a website,
0: all that sort of stuff. You can have a monthly newsletter. You can have videos if you want. For me, it was audio. Audio was the best for me. I don't like writing. I didn't really like writing growing up. My parents cursed me by calling me read. You know, so it's writing blogs is all well and good, but I like getting on and jamming with folks like yourself, Dan. And you got to find what you're good at, right? You might be good at writing blogs. Well, bloody write blogs and get your content out there, but you got to be consistent with it, right? And here's the biggest thing people don't underestimate how long it's going to take to truly build a cracking brand. And I use the word cracking again, my Aussiness coming out it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. It takes time. And so, what people think, again, back to the working out analogy, Getting on the treadmill, if you think you're going to lose 40 pounds in a month, yeah. you're joking, right?
1: Yeah, time on task over time. Yeah. It's
0: it's the same thing with building a brand. It's just anything
1: that's worth building
0: will take time. If you're going into building a business and you don't think it's at least three years of content creation, whether you know, blogs or news articles or podcasts or videos, and you're not doing it consistently then don't start because you'll shoot yourself four short and you'll shoot yourself in the foot by going, I give up because I'm not seeing the results. It's through consistency. It's through leveraging platforms like iTunes and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook Live that will able to get your message out into the world. And when you do it consistently every week at you know whatever it is or every month at whatever it is, you will start to build an audience. It will be slow at the beginning. It will be your grandmother and your mother only listening to it. But at the end of the day, you don't have to be the Tony Robbins. It's okay not to be, and I'm not the Tony Robbins. I don't aspire to be, but I aspire to have some audience that's gonna listen to what I have to say. And through that, I can cultivate a business and I can cultivate revenue. And that's the most important thing.
1: Reed, you said something really interesting there. I don't wanna have that pass by us. So what I heard you say, and a lot of listeners would completely miss this. I heard you say, I don't like to write yet, you've written two books, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so tell me about that. And then I wanna know specifically like the writing process, right? For someone that doesn't like to do it. And then I wanna hear about the book. So what causes you, like how do you bring yourself to do that? Tell us about that. So it's, uh, again, the beauty of marketing. The book was
0: launched in 2018. The podcast had been going for about three years at that stage. So I could take all the audio content convert it into transcripts and then use that as the base of the book to then help and then intertwine my story through it and help with the help of editors and ghostwriters to help me sort of add a bit of source to it. Um, But again, it was through content I'd already created. It was through audio content that I was able to turn it into written content. You can do the other way around. You can do written content into audio. You know, like so just repurposing old content and it's evergreen. And that's the beauty of what we do in this world of creating content is that it will be evergreen. If you're teaching someone about how to find the best house or how to know that you're reading the right inspection report as a broker or an agent, that's still going to be valuable today as it is going to be in two years time. Unlike the news cycle, which you're not watching news from six months ago, right? You're only watching it today. So having evergreen content is really important and using different mediums, either audio or video or written and creating other digital assets and digital assets being a podcast or a book or a YouTube channel. It's all just repurposing the same stuff. Again, saying the same story, saying the same message and people will start to listen. Because I think back in the day, was you had to tell someone seven times about something before it clicks. Today, it's 25 with social media.
1: Tell us specifically about the books, one or both of them. What did you write
0: about? How can we get that book? The first book was just literally taking the best episodes of my podcast and jamming them into a step-by-step guide for learning about how to invest in US real estate, not just for foreign investors, for anyone right and having my aussie twist to it right because it was just this weird experience and it walks everything from learning in the investment lingo to understanding how to read a pnl to understanding how to go and finance a deal to building the right team members around you in order to be successful as an investor all the way through to 1031 exchanges which blew my mind when i first moved here you know like yeah. so all these things syndication like the different chapters and it just now an extension of my business card i give them out for free i try to line the walls and the in the floor with them uh but i don't make i don't tend to make a profit out of it but it also helps me build credibility in the eyes of my investors they've got a podcast i've got a book i've got audio i've got video all that stuff that helps the snowball effect of build momentum yeah. as you start. What's the name of that book? It's literally called The Same as a Podcast, Investing in the U.S., The Ultimate Guide to U.S. Real Estate. All right, and then you do the second one. Second one is called 10,000 Miles to the American Dream, and as I was building the business and building the podcast, I started interviewing these other Rossies who had made the pilgrimage across the ditch and had created financial freedom through U.S. Real Estate. We started a mentorship, uh, sorry, mastermind, which was just like because we wanted to jump on a monthly call and have a bit of banter and, you know, call each other's blokes and you know idiots and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and through that we became really good friends and we had meetups every you know once a year we want the wives the, the girlfriends and over time that sort of progressed into a hey why don't we all write a chapter and each chapter will be a story and it's just a collection of eight aussies who've made the pilgrimage across the ditch it's called Ten Thousand Miles miles the american dream our our story of financial freedom and each one is a different chapter a different author but has a different story about how they got to financial freedom using different elements of US real estate. It wasn't just in multifamily family or residential. There was Mobile Home Park. A guy came out, moved over here to Silicon Valley and created a real estate technology company. So oh, wow. it's got just a lot of juice in there. And we wanted to share that story with other people to hopefully inspire them you know, to take action in their life. So, So, yeah.
1: That's fantastic. So Reed, thank you for sharing that. And uh, listeners can get that where?
0: They can get it on Amazon. It's All you can just head to my website is reedgoosens.com and they're both there. Another little plug before, before we drop the, the first book, Investing in the US, we're just talking about it offline, uh, has just gone yeah. to audible.com. So if you're not a reader, you can listen to it. So, so yeah,
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. So as the world opens up and you get back in your cars, you can listen to Reed's... Uh... <laughs> fantastic wisdom. Reed, so you're talking to Reed of 12 years ago mm-hmm. and you're giving him some advice for the future. What would you say? I get this question a lot and
0: I, I'm i going to preface it with something else and I'll, I'll come back to that question. A lot of people come sure. to me and say, I wish I did X. I wish I did this X amount of years ago. And that negative self-talk to me Give yourself the permission that it's okay where you are right now in your life. If you've only stumbled across real estate or becoming a real estate agent today and you wish you'd got into it 20 years ago, well, that's okay, it's your story, it's your journey. And you have to be okay with that because the fact is it is who you are and it will make you the better person, the better business owner to help bring that branding together, to bring that story together. So looking at myself 12 years ago, I I don't have any regrets, knock on wood. I'm really grateful for that. I I guess the only piece of advice is, mate, life's going to be freaking awesome. So (laughs) just chill out. You'll be fine. You know, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Don't
1: stress. It's all going to work out.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So so That's
1: fantastic, man. That's fantastic. All right. So you gave a lot of different ways that we can get in touch with you and you're online, you're on social media. Yep. Which is the one that you would most direct people to? You know, like if there was one, where would you direct them to get to look, find?
0: I'm very active on Instagram and LinkedIn. And, and you know, I've got another offer for your audience. Once we get back on planes, I look, if anyone is ever coming through LA and just want to meet up for a beer or a coffee and talk shop, you know, you can also hit me up at info, I-N-F-O at reedgoosens.com and just give me a, a month or two heads up when you're coming into town. We, we can organize something. I'm always, I always love meeting up with other guys and girls. Hit me on a podcast and want to just chat and yarn. So, so yeah, simple ways to reach out.
1: Awesome. Reed, thank you so much. Best of luck for you, your exciting next 75 years of your life. That's going to be awesome. And uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, brother. Be well. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, The 10-Step Guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, The Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for membership at the Consistent and Predictable Income Community on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. What's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here. I'm really excited to be interviewing Sir Dan Rochon. Dan is a top team leader in the DC area with Keller Williams. Dan is fantastic. He's a go-giver. He helps other real estate agents level up their business, level up their life. Dan's a very successful realtor realtor. as well as
0: author. He just came out with a
1: book for real estate agents to kind of help people pivot. We went through and talked about how to succeed in adversity. are still listening. It is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart and professional. Mostly, you understand that you're in charge to design your life. If you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free, and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of the CPIcommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters, just like you, so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington, D.C. area and you have a client that wants to buy a home sell a home or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington, DC, Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington, DC area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.